when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, our west coast became a potential combat zone. The larger problem, the uncertainty of what would happen among these people in case of a Japanese invasion, still remained. That is why the commanding general of the Western Defense Command determined that all Japanese within the coastal area should move inland. Now, this brief picture is actually the prologue to a story that is yet to be told. My name is Aiko. I'm from Philadelphia. I do film directing and producing and some sound work, and I'm also a photographer. Oh, mama, last night I met a young man. This is episode 5, Hairu. Film was always my goal. I always wanted to be a filmmaker ever since I was a kid. I remember where I would watch like movies and TV shows and I would always watch the behind the scenes, always the making of it. And I always thought it was very interesting and I always wanted to be a part of the process. So I always knew that I wanted to be a filmmaker. So I've gone to London, Spain, France, and Japan. Japan's definitely the best place I've gone to thus far. I have a grandmother that's Japanese and I was always curious and always wanted to go to Japan. My grandfather on my dad's side met my grandmother in Japan when he was serving in the Air Force. He served for about four years, I believe. Then fast forward, they came to America and started their married life here in Philly. If I were to describe our upbringing, it would be that we predominantly grew up in the black culture with some Japanese influences. My dad and his siblings, they knew Japanese at like a very young age. Then probably past kindergarten and into elementary school, that's where they lost the language. Which is typical because, you know, in American society, they really kind of force immigrants to conform and pretty much suppress their own cultural background from their names to their language. You know, because that, that's like really what happened with my grandmother. She felt this pressure to just speak English to her children, my dad and my aunts and uncles. Which sucks because that would have been really cool to like be able to speak Japanese and English like growing up. Oh mama, last night I met a young man. I remember one of my aunts, she told me that when she was in grade school, she was speaking Japanese. And when she was like a little kid in school, she was she just knew Japanese. And the teachers they like frowned frowned upon that. Like this little black girl, this little mixed girl speaking Japanese and she can't communicate to nobody. So she actually relayed that to my grandmother and my grandfather and the story goes is that after that they just strictly spoke English. So almost every black person in America knows like our history was really taken away from us. You know, we weren't taught it. We wasn't raised knowing about where we're really from. We just know that we're born here in America and this is what we got to deal with, right? And any black person that I've ever talked to when trying to talk about our roots, right? Or trying to at least trace our roots, 
which would entail us talking to our parents, our grandparents. And nine times out of 10, most of the responses is that, oh, that's like on the hush hush or our grandparents will not talk to us about it because it's such a a tragic past. So that's kind of the same thing with my family on the Japanese side, unfortunately. So even when you would ask some of these questions, it was kind of like on the low and you wouldn't always get a straight answer, unfortunately. I was always curious and always wanted to go to Japan. So when I was finally able to, I did it. It's an amazing and beautiful country. So I landed in Tokyo and my friend, she was in Toyama. So the first five days I went to Toyama, Takauka Toyama Prefecture. And then we went to Osaka and we stayed in the Airbnb there for five days. And then within those five days, we were spending time in Osaka, Nara, Kyoto. So we traveled around. And then the last four days we were in Tokyo. So Tokyo is the mecca, right? Everybody wants to go to Tokyo. The city life, it's shopping, the art, the museums, the food, the people. But then I was really able to appreciate Osaka. It's kind of a smaller city. They kind of like, not a beef, but they're always like toe-to-toe like with their food. Osaka is very known for their food and like the people there are really chill. But it also has the art and the history that I really, really love. And then when I was up in the mountains in Toyama Prefecture, it was like really beautiful. I was able to enjoy the villages and Gokayama and Takauka. It was it was really peaceful and beautiful. So I really loved every place that I went to. My grandmother, she was born in Kobe and she was raised in Gifu Prefecture. So Gifu was in central Japan. Think of prefectures as like whole states. So it's pretty large. So it's like different parts of Gifu. So I was able to go up to the mountains of Gifu with Shirakawa go. It's like very popular known villages there. And those villages are like 300 years old plus. So I was really able to travel there and really experience different aspects of Gifu. Once I got to the mountains, it was like, you know, you know how people always describe nature like it's so important to enjoy nature. That's what I really got. All your problems kind of just go away and you can just completely relax and you just literally hear nature. And that's that vibe there. As far as the landscape, it was really unbelievable. Like I said, the first five days I was in Toyama. If you look up Toyama Prefecture, it's kind of central because, you know, Japan, how it's shaped is like this long island on a slant. So central is kind of like in the middle-ish, but on the coast of the water and stuff. So Toyama, it's so beautiful. And Takauka Toyama, that's where my friend was staying, where I was staying with her. And the grass is literally greener. Everything just shines. (laughs) It it looked like a backdrop to a movie or something, but it was like actually really there. Takauka Temple in Toyama. It's a major temple, but it's not super jam-packed like a Tokyo temple or something, you know? So we was really able to explore and have our own tour and not be interrupted by a whole bunch of other people. The gardens there are like nothing else. It's like, you know, those little trees that you know from like Karate Kid. It's like, that is legit. And then once I started traveling in different places in Japan, it's like huge 
versions of that. Now, I always had like heard things about Asia and their humidity and their heat. But to actually experience it, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, you would think, oh, it's going to be nighttime. It'll get a little cooler. No, it did not get cooler. It was extremely hot. And then my friend was like, yeah, it's going to rain soon. And in my head, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, thank God it's going to cool us down. She was like, no, it's going to make it actually more, it would be more humidity. I was just like, I'm just not going to win this. So just how when you hear black people, African-Americans, they go to Africa and their experience, they always explain it and they say, wow, I felt like I was coming home or I felt so peaceful and, you know, connected and, you know, all these things that we're missing here in the States. So me being a black girl going to Japan, I wasn't that worried because there's racism everywhere, you know, but I was just very open. And I think it's because for one thing, I always wanted to go there. I have family from there. My grandmother, like everybody loves their grandmother no matter where they're from you know so you always have that type of love so when I got there it was really I don't know I feel like maybe I was lucky you know I hear different people's experiences it can be a little weird they go to Europe there's black people everywhere honestly and there's black people in Japan so and the black people uh, the population this like slowly growing like if you go on the internet go on YouTube there's a little community black community in Japan so once I got there I did feel a connection I don't know it's a part of me you know like having that black side and Japanese side growing up and no matter where I go I'm seen as a black person but once I got to Japan of course they see me as a black person but once I start opening up and I tell them my name like Aiko that's clearly a Japanese name and they're like curious there's no type of weird look that they give me they're like really they want to know who's Japanese in your family where are they from and it's like more of a kind of a welcoming or, or maybe that's just the people. The people there are very peaceful and very like respectful, you know? I'm not sure what exactly what I expected, but what I got, it was just like, oh, this is, this is interesting. Not like, oh, she's American and she's black and she's trying to be a part of us or something, you know? It was more like, oh, let me teach you about our country and oh wow you have a piece of us you know so it was it was that type of feeling everywhere i traveled to i made sure i went to some museums and i went to the different castles and it was yeah the castles there is so beautiful the food is amazing i'm telling you it's the some of the best food i ever had in my entire life i keep telling people i had the best pizza i've ever had surprisingly no one believes me but i'm telling you guys it's the best pizza there they have a lot of curry restaurants there you'd be surprised jamaican food like if you if you do your Googles and you look up a lot of chefs, some of their goals is of course LA. A lot of chefs go to LA, but they love Japan, they love Italy, like those are the makeup for chefs. And I'm telling you, the food there is amazing. When I was in Osaka, now Osaka is known for their food and it is so true like and also you have to be open to trying new things if you're a foodie you have to travel with other people that are foodies as well like if you got to be open-minded i tried beef tongue and my friend she's very picky eater but before we ate this she was like you gotta eat this <laughs> 
I was so surprised because she was like, you have to try this. And I had it and it was delicious. My friend, she really helped me plan everything out and kudos to her. Shout out to Annabelle. She was my college roommate. So after we all graduated, she moved there to teach English. So she was there for five years. She said, yeah, the year that I come back to the States, you should come and we'll travel to Japan, all around Japan, and then we'll both come back to the States. So I was like, bet, let's do that. So yeah, just the time. I wish I had more time, but the people they're very kind very very kind everyone bows to you it was so cute but i'm telling you when i got back to the states i couldn't stop bowing <laughs> because literally everywhere you go you have to, you bow not like a full down to the ground bow but like you nod your head and you you know say hello and all this stuff but yeah they bow to you everywhere and you'll be bowing as well. <laughs> so this is really funny. And I was telling everybody when I came back, like they have some roots like with Africa. Like I can just feel it because all the things in America that white America kind of like, I don't know, makes fun of us like eating watermelon, fried chicken, sweet potatoes, all those things that they try to make fun of us. I'm telling you, when I went to Japan, that's what they were eating okay <laughs> like watermelon chunks because i went in the summertime but they always eat watermelon they love their chicken like sweet potatoes i don't like sweet potatoes but they like cook with that they put that in almost everything and it was just like so dope you know so <laughs> when they say like black people like we are strict the japanese side is strict too okay there's one story that my grandmother <laughs> so one day my aunt i don't know like they got in trouble they always get in trouble that's like most of the stories where they would get in trouble and one day i think it was my aunt that left to go play or something and once she, i guess she was out too long or something like that and she came back and my grandmother had a stick and <laughs> threatened my aunt that she was gonna beat her behind with a stick and my my, <laughs> my aunt she ran up the steps and was bogarting the the door because my grandmother would not budge okay because she was trying to get at her and uh, all my other my aunts and my uncle they were just like mind boggled and was like yo she about to get whooped <laughs> okay so yeah the japanese side is just as strict maybe stricter than the black side so yeah it's tons of stories like that being accepted even though yes of course you're going to get the looks and like there's history of all countries with a dislike towards black people but with my experience i really really had a really great experience and it was just like keep staying open because it wasn't my first time traveling abroad like i was in other countries so advice would probably be to have an open mind and everything that you know it doesn't apply everywhere else you know and to understand that people from other walks of life they they live their lives differently yes we all have some similarities but everybody their customs are not the same how they wake up how they live their life how they see things is not always going to be the same as the american perspective so just be open Everybody is not fortunate to have the privilege to travel all around the world, but I think once you get to a certain age, it should be like a goal 
you know because you want to see like other places besides like your hood or something so and it'll help you to see the world differently you can find me at aiko a-i-k-o b photography on instagram and yeah that's where you can follow me this has been for colorful girls sound effects from freesound.org the songs 8-9 by Ava Luna and High Notori by Pistol Jazz are licensed under an attribution non-commercial license from freemusicarchive.org for more information on the sounds and songs that we use along with episode transcripts and images visit fourcolorfulgirls.com also if you like the podcast so far please share comment and subscribe to our mailing list to get notifications for new episodes as always thank you for listening